0: Please be seated in God's presence. We serve an awesome God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God, and there is nobody equal to our God. We serve a God who is never, and who is never, who is never going to break His promises. Yesterday was a great miracle that we saw. Many of our church ladies and the ladies prayer and the youth prayer, many of them fasted and prayed all through last week. What we saw yesterday was clear sky. They were just a proof, Zion, that God is with us. God is with us. And when we stand in the presence of God and we say, God, I surrender. Let your way take place. Let your will take place. God says, baby, I'm going forward. I'm going taking you. I'm taking you forward. And I will open shut doors. When the weatherman forecasted by saying, 100% rain, God said, he is wrong. I have my last way. Praise the Lord. We serve an awesome, mighty God. Mighty God. There is nobody who is equal to our God. Glory, glory, glory. This morning as we were all worshiping God. If you haven't realized the songs that we were singing in our English worship set. It was all about Lord I'm running to you. Your arms are opened. I need your touch. It was all about Lord I'm running to you. I am surrendering myself. And when I'm running to you, God, I thank you so much for your arms that is open wide for me to run into those arms. This morning, I want to talk about the touch of God Almighty. I've been doing a series on the miracles of Jesus Christ. First week, I started by saying that it's not over. The enemy crucified Jesus, but Jesus said it's not over. I'm continuing my work in the life of everybody who believes in me. The next week I shared about it's not about our time. It is about His his time. And today our dear pastor reminded once again that everything is beautiful in His time. And the following week I shared about it is in His name that we have deliverance. It is in His name that we have victory. It is in His name that we have healing. No other name but the name of Jesus. And this week I want to talk about it is by his touch, by his touch. Touch, the very word touch, you know sometimes when we share about it, it's very people kind take it in a very sexual way. Husband and wife, there is a level of touch that goes between in between their relationship. Father and son or father and daughter, parents or children, There is a relationship bond that is present in the touch. Some of us as growing up, we we grew up in strict homes where, you know, touch wasn't, wasn't a love language that was expressed from our parents or in the atmosphere of our family. But psychologists say that every human being must and must go through something called a touch within the family structure. Father must touch, embrace, hug, kiss your children. And mother must do that. It's part of your family structure. You must do it. The reason why most of our generation walks out of our family looking for love languages outside our family structures is because and because we in our family hesitate to touch our beloved ones. Sometimes it's so funny when we see family pictures being taken. Husband stands in one mile away from your, your wife. There's no touch. It's the Holy Spirit that's trying to bring them all together. Sons and daughters are in different angles, different corner. Yes, we need the help of Holy Spirit to bring us all together. But one thing that we have to understand is that we as believers, we as fathers, we as mothers in our family structure should and should should and should possess and also propagate this touch as a love language within our family structure. If not, our family will be divided. I remember the day when Josiah was born. When Josiah was born, he was crying out. The moment he came out of the world as every other baby, this guy was crying out on top of his voice. But the moment he was crying, my, my the tears came down my eyes and and, and, and I was literally crying at that moment. The doctor, the next thing that the doctor said was, Dada, hold your son and tight to your chest. The doctor told me that to hold your son for the next couple of minutes to your chest and touch your baby boy. And after five minutes, the doctor took Josiah from my hands and placed on bare chest of Anisha. And, the, and, and at that moment, what I saw was the boy, the baby, this infant who was crying, who was crying on top of his voice. The moment it touched mom's skin, this boy, my Josiah, he calmed down because there was a touch of affection and love and security that he felt. He could not even understand it, but he felt that love and affection that passes through the mom's skin. Today my message is about by his touch, by his touch. Nearly 200 times in the New Testament. I'm going to be very emotional when I'm going to preach this because last night when I was preparing this message, I was, I was crying when the Lord was talking to me. I was praying in the presence of God Almighty because some of us might need his touch today in our service. It's not about our timing, our agenda. If the Lord is moving here, I want to ask you to just give up yourself, your thought process in the hands of God and say, God, I'm running to you. I surrender. Nearly 200 times in the New Testament, it is mentioned about Jesus touching people by his fingers, by his hand, by stretching out his hand. He is touching people. Touched by a rabbi was not allowed. Touched by a religious leader in the Old Testament Was not allowed. It was forbidden. A religious leader or a rabbi or a teacher. Or a guru of that kind. Cannot touch a dead corpse. Cannot touch a leper. Cannot touch. Because this religious leader. Will also be considered as an unclean person. He cannot touch. But my Jesus throughout the scriptures we look into those portions and we read it very carefully that Jesus goes against the practices of his times and he says that he stretched his hand and touched the leper. He stretched his hand and touched the blind man. He stretched his hand and touched the deaf man. He stretched his hand so that the healing virtue will flow through him. Come on people, I want to tell you, by his words, people are healed. He didn't have to touch them, but when he was touching his people, he wanted to make sure that I want to penetrate into your being, and I want to take care of every emotional status that goes beyond your being. I want to touch you. I want to touch you. I want to touch you. Jesus goes to that extreme step of touching his people. He didn't have to do it. By his words, people could be healed. Just by his words, or just by his clothes, people could have been healed. But he touches them. He touches them. Today, my folks, you might be away from your parents, wherever you are. And every person down in our heart, every, in, in every person down in your heart, you always want to feel your mom or your dad or your family members touch in your life. Uh, Last week, our dear brother Raju uncle was sharing a testimony. And when he was sharing, he was saying that he is nearly 60 plus years. And he was sharing that in Kerala when he visited his mom. He was sleeping outside in the veranda. And his mom saw him sleeping. He's around 65. He has grandkids. And his mom, the great grandmother, the great amati came out. Saw his son sleeping outside in the veranda. She came. She took a blanket and put on top of our dear Raju uncle. Touched him. That's the love of our father in heaven. That most of us have been rejecting and walking away. Hey, his one touch can change the situations of our world. His one touch will pierce through your heart. His one touch will pierce through your inner being. And His touch is enough today, my friends. Wherever you are positioned yourself, wherever you are on your journey of life, but His one touch is enough. And that touch will change your situations. This morning I want to show and read a scripture portion. And I believe that by the end of this message, our life will be touched by God Almighty. I want to read a scripture portion from 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 26 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 26 it says that Saul also went to his home in Gibeah accompanied by valiant men whose hearts God had touched what a beautiful scripture portion we may have read it many times in our journals in our devotions and uh, uh, just for God, but you know, when we actually go back into the scriptures because we want to preach about it, that's when we pay more attention to it. And today, as I'm ministering by from this word, I want you to focus on this words that we have read here. I mean, it's on the screen, so everybody can look up and read it. First Samuel chapter ten, verse twenty-six says, "Saul also went to his home in Gibeah, um, accompanied by valiant men whose hearts God has touched." What does the scripture talk about here? The scripture, you know, I just want to give a background about the scripture. In the scripture, you know, uh, Samuel is about to anoint Saul as the new king of Israel. New and first king of Israel. So Samuel want to anoint Saul. In the early scriptures of chapter 10, we come across this portion where it says that God touched the heart of Saul and changed his heart. And when we come towards the end of that passage, chapter 10, we come across and we see now God not only touched and changed the heart of soul, but he also changed the heart of people who were with soul. Praise the Lord. Sometimes as a pastor, when you are leading a group and an organization, if the Lord is giving you a vision, I always pray, God, if you are giving me a vision to lead, I want you to give the same vision and touch the hearts of people who are supporting me, who are with me. Are you trying to understand this? My God is a God who of no confusions. He will make sure that your support system will come. In this scripture, we see that Saul has been selected as the new king of Israel. Saul is the new king going to be anointed over Israel. But what happens is, you know, so we all know the story where Saul is now in search of his lost donkey. He's looking for his lost donkey. And at that time, he has a group of people, his bodyguards or his friends or family members who are joining this guy and looking and searching for the lost donkeys. But what happens here is as he encounters Samuel, Samuel prophesies over uh, Saul's life and says that, Hey Saul, I am about to anoint you. God Almighty has selected you and chosen you, not as another shepherd, not, not as, an, as another uh, ordinary person in Israel, but as the new king of Israel. That's a huge new responsibility that has come into the life of Saul. He doesn't know anything about kingship. He doesn't know anything about it. He wants to run away and reject the offer. But Bible says that God changed his heart. So that he could be anointed as the king of Israel. And in verse 26 we say. That God did not only change the heart of Saul, But he also changed the heart of the valiant men. Whose hearts were touched by God Almighty. Sometimes we have to pray eagerly. God, I need a touch and not just me. My family needs a touch. Are there family members here who are just by yourself worshipping Jesus? Pray harder. Your wife will also worship with you. Are there family members here? Your children are all worshipping with you. They might be wherever it is in the worldly ways of life. But I'm asking you, pray harder. Pray harder. Your children will worship with you in, in the New Testament church. I mean, some of our family members have, have, have children who worship God in another church. That's really good. That's really good. I'm talking about family members whose children are not in any church. That's the point I want to make. If they're worshiping Jesus and leading God's army and miracles and signs and wonders are following them in wherever God planted New Testament church, I'm happy for them. But I'm talking about parents whose children are not going to any church. you got to pray harder. God, if you touch my heart, I am praying harder that you will touch the hearts of my children. Do you have family members? In our Tuesday family prayers uh, uh, at our church intercessory prayer, we pray about non-believing family members who have not accepted the love and the grace of Jesus Christ in our midst. We pray eagerly and we continue to pray because we can say, God, if you could change the heart of soul, if you could touch and change the heart of all the valiant men who were around Saul, you can change the hearts of people, my friends, my, my, my partners, and let them also worship the same God that I am worshiping. Come on, somebody. Yeah, Are you God. believing that can happen? I had a girl in my church whose parents never allowed her to worship Jesus. She was never allowed to take a Bible. Her dad tore the Bible away. Her dad put her outside the house, beat her up properly, and put her outside the house. Never allowed her to be inside the house for almost a week. For almost a week, she was she was you know sometimes she was living with us and you know different family members. But she prayed harder, and say God, the same touch that I have experienced the same love that I have experienced, I want you to touch my parents. Believe me, church, within two years, it took two years, but within two years, now the entire family worships Jesus together in our church. We serve an awesome God. There is nothing impossible to Him. Pray harder today, if you know anybody who needs a touch of our living God. Bible says, and now all the valiant men, also went with soul whose hearts were touched by God. The touch of God Almighty is very special. It's not like any human being. If I touch someone, I will touch them on their outward surface. But when God's surface, it's not just a feeling on your outward surface of your body's skin, but it will penetrate through those skin and travel into the core being of who you are. And that's the most important thing. Sometimes the words of people touch us. Sometimes the group of uh, the company where we are at touch us. The atmosphere of where we are placed touch us. But only God can touch the inner beings of who we are and also change it inside out. And that's the beauty of our God. That's the beauty of the God we serve. And on all through the portions and the scriptures here we see that the valiant men, they could have walked away. They could have drifted away. Because it was Saul who was appointed as the king. Not them. They don't have to be with Saul. They don't have to go with the same vision. They did not have to accompany Saul. But together they came. Saul's life changed. And they did not leave Saul and walk away. They traveled along with Saul. Because my God touched their heart. My word today is. When God touches. When God touches. The number one thing. Is the transforming touch of God Almighty. The transforming touch of God Almighty. It transforms us. Touch of God transforms us inside out. You might be hard as a rock. But when one touch of God. You will melt like a wax. Some people are so stiff necked you know. I will do only what I say. I will do only what I think is right. It's up to me. I will not change for anyone. We have so many stiff-necked people in our New Testament church. Not in Zion. Who never will align to what we try to explain to them. They are very stiff-necked. It's me. It's about me and my decisions. Hey, I am praying that the Lord will have a transforming touch in many of our lives. One touch of his hand will transform us inside out. Rock us a person. A person could be rocked like a stiff neck, rocky person, but one touch of God will change you, will change you. Some of, in our families, we need, we, I mean, some of you are laughing in a way that I know some people are in my family who are just rock, you know. They never move, they never change, they never change. But hey, you can pray to a God who transforms. His one touch will transform and that's the healing virtue of God Almighty. Are you trying to picture this, folks? The first thing is the transforming touch of God Almighty. Let's put up the next slide. It talks about the triumphant touch of Jesus Christ. The triumphant touch of God Almighty. The touch that brings victory. You know, in the Old Testament, we come across people who said, I am weak, I cannot do it. I cannot possess victory at all. I cannot conquer those people. I am weak from within. I am a weak person. I cannot do it. Yes, yes. It is good that you agree you are weak. When you agree you are weak. The triumphant touch of God Almighty will travel through you. Come on somebody. Gideon said God I cannot do it. I am a hopeless guy. I cannot do it. It's not about me. I don't have any power. I don't have any skill. But it's not about Gideon's skill. When the transforming hand of God. When the triumphant touch of God Almighty touched him. He conquered every Midianites who were opposing him. And through the Old Testament, we come across portions and scriptures where we see the triumphant touch of Jesus Christ. We see the triumphant touch of God Almighty. And today, in our midst, in our family, if there are situations where you need a victory, you can pray to a God of triumphant touch. You can say, God, I need a victory in the situation that I am in. I need a victory in the failures that I am in. I need a victory in the darkness that I have be been placed. God, I need a triumphant victory. And victory touch that I need from you. I need from you. Nobody else can do it better than Jesus. Nobody else can do it better than our God Almighty. It is His touch that we need. That we need. Avande madhi. Al Kaigal numbered a sharira on the Tortigaina, numbered a jeevidam, married him. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Jayatil Naratan Vendi Shaktanayo, the Ivatiana Namlara Dikene, Namla, namla Jayatil Narta Vendi Shaktanayo, the Ivatinde, O Kaida Sparsha, numbered a sharira Tortigarimurta Gim, Bellaheen, the Ay, Narakan, the Yendila, the Ivatinde Shakti Provartikio. Praise the Lord. The triumphant touch of Jesus Christ. The triumphant touch of God Almighty. in through Old Testament, whenever we look into people who always said, God I am weak, I can't do it. God said, you will. My triumphant touch is enough. Are you in a situation where you need a victory today, my folks? My word of assurance is the triumphant touch of Of God. Will change situations around. And he will make you walk. On victory path. On victory path. Can we go on to the next slide please. The transcending touch. What does this mean? There is nobody else who could do it much better than Jesus Christ. Our God Almighty. He goes much beyond. Human capacity can think or understand. He He thinks much beyond. That anybody else can think about you. Parents think about their children and the well-being of the children. We protect them. We protect them. This morning, grandparents, my grandparents, I mean, Josiah's grandparents are here. Anisha's parents are here. They were putting shoes on Josiah's feet, and the moment they were putting shoes, the shoe that Josiah right now has, it's little big to his legs, uh, feet size, and they were worried that he might trip and fall. He might fall because the shoe size is pretty big. Josiah, parents, grandparents think, I mean, I didn't think about it at all. I mean, he was wearing it all the time. I'm like, his legs are growing, so it's okay. But grandparents, they think much more into it. And they're like, no, he might fall down. Parents, think about their children. Come on, we have parents who think about your children. Some of your parents who are, who, who are having kids, you know, who are graduating this week and who have already graduated. You all had so many dreams. And when you see those dreams fulfilled in the lives of your children, how happy you are. Right, The transcending touch of God Almighty, what does that mean? It goes much beyond what you can ever touch, give, think about your children. It goes much beyond that. The transcending touch of God Almighty is what we need in our generation. It's what we need in our group. The transcending touch of God Almighty. Today my folks, if and only if we understand that God thinks much better than everybody else here. And he has the best solution for my life. He has the best solution in the circumstance that I am in. His transcending touch will change the situations around for us. His transcending touch will give me victory and direction where I am placed. His transcending touch will change the course of my path. His transcending touch will open new doors for me. His transcending touch is what I need today. His transcending touch. He's transcending. In every circumstance and situations, all we need is the transcending touch of God Almighty. Our parents also experience these things. Our parents also in, in, in our day-to-day life, you know, they have the transforming touch that they place on the young ones, their children. Our parents, most of the time, they place the triumphant touch on our life. So that we will walk into victory path and door. Our parents also possess and, and help us with transcending touch. So that they think much beyond for our life situation. But much beyond and that what our parents can think and do for us. It is God Almighty and His touch that we need. It is God Almighty and His touch that we need. In the New Testament, I'm so fascinated about the story in the New Testament. And as I also mentioned that in the New Testament, nearly 200 times it is mentioned about the touch of God, touch of Jesus Christ into the life of all the people that came for a physical healing in Jesus' midst. Is there a doctor or a nurse that can cure or treat their patients without touching? I don't think so. You got to touch them. got to touch your patient. And the same way Jesus also extended his hands in touching his, his, his sick people, all the sick people that came for a physical healing are Jesus' presence. In the New Testament, when we go again, we will see this portion in Luke chapter 6 verse 19. It says that, and all people were trying to touch him for power was coming from him and healing them all. Luke chapter 6 verse 19, you can write it down and read it or meditate it later. It's a good habit to write it, right? Luke chapter 6 verse 19 says, And all people were trying to touch Jesus because there was great power that was coming from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a walking thunder. Anybody who touches Jesus, their lives change forever. Anybody whom Jesus touched, their lives change forever. Fact of the matter is, Jesus was, you know, he was a walking thunder, an electric city. Whoever touched Jesus or whoever was touched by Jesus, their life situation changed forever. In Luke chapter 6, verse 19, people were trying to touch Jesus. Amen. They were people all the time, they were around Jesus Christ. And sometimes, I mean, I've seen this, you know, most of the time uh, in, in our groups, in our, in our people, wherever we gather, you know, when we have somebody who is familiar, Or, you know, a popular person, when they come, we always want to take a picture with them, or we want to at least stand close to them, or touch them, or shake hands with them. Just think about all those famous people. Famous people, just do, you don't have to tell it to me, but just think about all those famous people that you have touched, you have shook hands, or you have taken an autograph, or you have at least taken a picture with that, that person. All those famous people, famous by world standards. That you have stood close enough that you could touch them. How did it feel? How did it feel when it when you stood next to them? How did it feel? Did you feel a person of importance? Because you were standing next to a person who is very valued by everybody else. Hey, try to see this picture here. In the New Testament, the same scenario. Everybody wanted to touch Jesus. Touch Jesus. The reason Bible says in Luke chapter 6, it says that... Because there was great power that was traveling from Jesus Christ. Everybody wanted to touch because there was something that was coming out of Jesus Christ. He was no normal person. He was a walking thunder. People wanted to touch him because there was a power, great power that was traveling from Jesus Christ. And as the scripture says in Luke chapter 8 verses 43 to 48. It says that and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding. The next slide if you could just put up. And a woman was there who had been bleeding for 12 years. But no one could heal her. No one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his garment. And immediately her bleeding stopped. Jesus asked, who Touched me. Is your faith. Strong enough. That it touches. The heart of Jesus Christ. And he can stop for you. Is your faith strong enough. That it can touch Jesus Christ. Is my question today. Jesus asks, Who touched me. Who touched me. What a statement that Jesus makes there. Peter comes back to Jesus and says. God what are you talking. This is foolishness. There were hundreds of people behind you. Everybody wants to touch you. Everybody are trying to fall on you. Everybody just wants to get something out of you. And you're asking, who is that one person that touched me? That one person. God, this is meaningless. That one person. Because there are millions that are following you. There are hundreds that want to touch you. And hundreds that are falling on you. But Jesus recognizes that one touch one touch. That one touch. Jesus recognized that one touch that touched him with faith. How strong is your faith today? Can your faith touch the heart of Jesus? If it can, your life's situation, no matter 12 years or 18 years or 30 years or you might be sick from the very first time you opened your eyes in the world. My God, can change it. My God can heal you. My God can deliver you. My God can give you a breakthrough. In your life situation. Amen. Jesus asked. Who touched me? Can you touch the heart of Jesus Christ? My question is. Can you touch the heart of Jesus today? There are hundreds hundred sitting here. But can one person. Touch the heart of Jesus. And make Jesus stuff for you. If you can. Your faith is great. Your faith is great. A lady came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, we cannot even sit at the table. We cannot even sit near the table where you are eating. Please give us the breadcrumbs that are falling from your table. We are like dogs. I will be satisfied with that. If only I eat it, I will be healed. If only I eat it, My daughter will be healed. If only I eat those breadcrumbs that fall from your tabletop, oh God. I and my family will be delivered. I will have a victory if only I take part of those breadcrumbs. Jesus looked into her and said, your faith is great. Your faith has touched me. You will have salvation. You will have healing. You will have victory. Today, my church, my message is about the touch of God Almighty. Can you touch God where he can touch you back? Are you positioned yourself where you can touch Jesus Christ? The lady with the issue of bleeding said, if only I touch the hem of his garment, I will be cleaned. I will be whole. My Jesus said, somebody touched me today. There are people here who are longing for a touch from their father. They're longing for a touch from their mother. They're longing for a touch from their beloved ones. My friends, my message is today, if only if you can touch the heart of God with your faith, He will stop for you. Amen. And if my for you, then your only if my Jesus stops, Amen. your deliverance is guaranteed. Your healing is guaranteed. I touch A faith that touches Jesus is what we need today. The faith that touches Jesus. Jesus has, who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? In a world where there are billions of people, can you be that one person? The heart of God Almighty, if you can, He will touch you back. And if God touches you back, my friends, your situations will change. Why am I repeating what I just said? Because I want to make sure that some hearts will grapple this words today. And when you go back home, you will take this word that Jesus has touched me last week I was at the DMV the driver's license office with a friend of ours from our church and uh, as I was standing there I saw two instances that made me think about this topic that I'm preaching and back then I, I just registered it to my mind that this is what the Lord wants to talk to me through our church, to our church Hallelujah. I was standing outside and when I was standing outside I saw two families two young girls who had you know, done the driving test, and they had passed. When I was standing there, I could not understand the language. Both of them were from Hispanic background. And these girls, as they finished their driving test, this one of the girls, they, she passed, and she was so happy. Daddy, I'm happy. and I mean, I could see the happiness that I mean, she was jumping, and she was running to her dad, and her dad did not even care about it, just pushed her away, just pushed her away, and said, you passed, it's okay, let's go. We took it very casual. The next sight that I saw, I think this family, again, in a Hispanic family, I don't know where they are from, but and I think she was talking in Spanish. I don't know Spanish, right? And as she came forward, she told, Daddy, I pass. And this daddy took this girl, lifted her up, and started jumping and dancing with this girl. I'm like, wow. In a moment of five minutes, I saw two extremes of, Human. Sometimes we go through same situations. We don't get what we expect from our natural parents. Always try to understand. Jesus is asking, who touched me? If you can touch the heart of Jesus with your faith, your life will change. Your life will change. Amen. If only if we can touch the heart of Jesus Christ. How strong is your faith? You might be going through the same situation many, many, many years now. It's been many years. You're going through the same situation. And you might be facing the same hurt over and over years. I a couple of years ago, I... I, I I met a couple who were talking to me. I mean, I just, just the guy who was talking to me about his marriage situation. It was, and I was not married by then, and I was talking to my, you know, he was kind of older to me, and he was kind of telling because I was a pastor of the church. Sometimes as a pastor, you have to hear so many things that you have never faced. And thankfully, by the grace of God, you know, and God's wisdom, I was just hearing this person trying to communicate and help him what he was facing. This is what he said, you know, he married, um, you know, it was an arranged marriage. He married and, uh, and first night, uh, it was sh- quite shocking because this person whom he married did not even want to sit next to him. The moment she saw this guy, she was filled with fear in her because of the things that she had faced when she was growing up. With or because of the relationship past that she had, she could not even sit next to another guy and this guy was he was filled with shock because this is his wife. He wanted to know her, he wanted to talk to her. Come on, it's first night. What do you think? But now this guy, he was sitting next to a person that was already emotionally broken by... Many things that had happened in her past life. Two things that I want to share right now is. Be cautious of who touch your life. Do not allow any XYZ to touch you. It's very important. Amen. Do not allow. Why am I sharing this in a church crowd where there are married people and non-married people? Because everybody needs this message. Do not let any XYZ to touch you. Schools, colleges, wherever it is. Wherever it is. We don't want to give the devil an opportunity to work and break your situation. You don't want to allow the devil to do anything harmful into your life. <laughs> Number two, if you're courting or you're in a relationship, there is, there is, there is a level of touch that ha- should happen only after marriage. Don't be so close enough The reason I tell you is because, you know, I'm I'm also part of that age and young group and I grew up in that situation. Human hands can do only this for some time and then it'll go all over. Make sure where you place yourself and do not allow any XYZ to touch you inappropriately. That can ruin relationships, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, or it could be after, one or two years of your marriage. Or during that time. You will not know. But the devil can take that as an opportunity. For it to break your family life. What does the thief come for? The thief comes for stealing. Murdering. And taking away everything. That the life God has promised in your life. Who has to guard it? You have to guard it. Your very life. You have to guard it. Do not allow anybody to touch you. This family that I was counseling, I was talking to this guy that I was talking, unfortunately, it did not work out better in their life. They ended up in divorce and ended up in a very bad situation. They lived in different places. It was very bad. It was very bad. But it was because of the things that she allowed to happen in our life, that she was filled with fear That she did not allow a happy marriage in her life. Jesus asked this question, who touched me? A lady who had the issue of bleeding for almost 12 years. She has been touched by many physicians because the Bible says that she spent a lot of money to the physicians, to the doctors. But nobody touched her the way Jesus touched her. That's the point here. Nobody touched her the way Jesus touched her. Many people touched her with their words, maybe words of hope by saying that, "Sister, please go to that hospital. Baylor is good. Sister, go to Baylor West. That is good. Sister, go to you know, the ex, you know, Plano Baylor or Presbyterian. Whatever. Those doctors are good. This doctor is good. I mean, please don't feel offensive if I didn't mention the, the hospital that you were working. Sometimes I pass pastors, I would be very careful, you know." <laughs> People might have touched her by suggesting things to her. Touched her through their words. Physicians touched her because they wanted to heal this lady. But nobody touched her like the way Jesus did. Amen. Because Jesus himself, he asked the question, who touched me? I love Peter. He's such a good, funny character in the Bible, in the New Testament. When it is needed or not needed, he will be the first person to jump out, to answer every question. Even the question which is not on his head, he will answer it. He's a guy that he thinks that he has divine revelation all the time. We have some people in our church too. I love Peter. He immediately jumped out and said, are you kidding Jesus? What are you saying? There's so many people behind you. Everybody wants to touch you. You're so famous. Everybody wants to take a picture with you. Everybody wants to be with you. No no no, 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 no Peter, you could be mistaken, but I cannot be mistaken because healing virtue has flown through me. It just passed through me. Somebody with faith just touched the hem of his garment and that lady. the Bible says, the bleeding stopped immediately, not after one week, not after not a after few of few medicines. Not after a few pills, Bible says that faith that touched Jesus, her bleeding stop immediately. There's an end to her bleeding. There's a full stop to her. Whatever you are going through today, Bible says, and I want to believe from the words that has been helping me preach today. Is if you could touch the heart of Jesus, whatever you're facing will stop immediately come on somebody it will not wait for another day it will not wait for another week it will not wait for another month it will not wait for another year bible says if you could touch jesus with faith it will stop immediately you have been facing failures for many many years bible says if only if you can have faith your failures the series of failures will stop immediately Jesus asked, who touched me? When you go today, back to your homes, talk to your family about today's message. When you are sitting down with them for maybe dinner or maybe your lunch time, talk to them about today's message. And ask them, whom do you want to touch your life? Also, ask them, were you able to touch Jesus? If not, during this vacation time, I'm asking our family members, I'm going to close in the next five minutes, I'm asking our family members, number one, spend time with your family. Everybody is so busy. We have a fasting prayer with Vijayanko will announce again, we have a fasting prayer which is coming, everybody should make plans to be part of the fasting prayer, don't take excuse from them, but at the same time, but at the same time, it could be one day or three days, Spend time with your family. Before your children start school again, spend time with your family. Be with them, all of them together. Yeah. The, the reason I'm trying to say is because recent days when I was talking to some of our folks, they always, always been telling my dad doesn't have time to sit down and talk to me. My mom doesn't have I'm talking about people from our own church. I'm not going to name anybody. My parents don't have time to sit down and talk to us. All of them are busy. I understand our life here is very busy. But as a pastor, a brother, a son to many of you here, I want to ask you, spend time. Take time this vacation. Spend time. And I'm asking you to spend time. You know, it's all of you together in one living room. Sit down. Talk to them. And touch their lives. Parents, you can do it this year. That will impact and impart them for the next generation it will change the course of how your family have always been. Can we all stand in God's presence for a moment? Jesus asked, who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? And this afternoon, as we look back into that phrase and say to ourselves, God, I want to touch you. Holy Spirit, enable me that my faith will be strong enough that I can touch the heart of Jesus. In through the busyness of our world, in through the busyness of our system, in through the busyness of our life, God, I want to position myself at a place where I can touch your heart. If I can do that, Bible says, my Jesus will stop for you. Healing hand, healing virtue will travel through him. Your situation. I don't know where you are, but the song it says that you know, we we, were singing the first song that we sang today. God, your hands are open, and I am running to you. The picture that shows me is in the New Testament where Jesus was talking about the prodigal son. What was happening? The son turned back to his father. He came, he took every step, he started running to his father. The moment father sees his son, wasted all the money gambled all his life and the moment this father saw his son running to him Bible says the father was not standing where he was standing Bible says the father's arms were open and he ran to his son he embraced his son he took his son to the house the moment our father sees our faith that can touch his heaven he will stop for you his arms are wide open today. Oh, come let us go. Meet our Lord. Meet our Lord. As we sing the song right now, let's say, God, I want a healing touch of yours. I want a healing touch of yours.